Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin, and today we're talking about the app Clubhouse. What is it? Why is it? And how do you get in? Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. So at this early stage of 2021, perhaps you've heard about Clubhouse, the audio app that has taken the social world seemingly by storm. But more than likely, you're not on Clubhouse yet for a number of reasons. One, right now it's invite only. Two, it's currently only available on iOS or Apple devices. And three, it's still in beta. And as Clubhouse is in the process of opening up the app a little bit, I thought it might be fun to offer a primer on what you can expect once you get inside the Clubhouse app. So let's start with the what is it. Clubhouse is an audio-based social media app. It uses the ephemeral nature of a conversation between you and a friend and the power of audio as the backbone of the experience. It's a bit of a step backwards when you're talking about high-tech or high-def to analog. This is more of an analog application. The idea being, if you think creating TikToks for TikTok is difficult, this is much easier. You just have your phone and you hit go, and now you're talking to people. So if you could imagine a live podcast, or if you're of a certain age, maybe the 1990s party lines, panel discussions at a conference, and a networking event, you probably have a good idea of what to expect once you jump into Clubhouse. The app itself, it was founded in peak COVID. In fact, May of 2020, it started with a paltry 1,500 users in that month of May and has ballooned up to 600,000 users as last check in the end of December. So here is how you get in. Step one, as I said, you've got to have an Apple device, an iOS device. Step two, download the app. If you don't have an invite to get in, at this point, you can reserve your username and then you're on the waiting list. The pro tip is immediately go to Twitter and tell people you're trying to get into Clubhouse and somebody will more than likely have an invite and get you in. Now, once you're inside the app, you've got to set up your profile and there's a couple things you should be thinking about, at least from a personal branding perspective, because we're not really dealing with brand brand yet. There aren't brand pages in Clubhouse as we are speaking. But for you, you want to think about the photo and the photo you want to put up is your face. You don't really want to use icons or anything that would be, I think disingenuous is probably a good word. Anything that would seem not the real you, you want to use a photo of you smiling and something so people can see who you are because this is sort of an app where people invite you in based on trusting you or knowing you. And so you don't want to have a profile pic that makes it very difficult to discover whether or not you are a real human being. The next thing you should think about doing is connecting your Twitter and Instagram handles to Clubhouse because it will help with two things. It will have one with you connecting your network to Clubhouse. So if you know somebody who isn't in Clubhouse and they go to get a username and you are connected, you might have the opportunity to invite them in yourself without an actual invite. Then once you're in, the app looks pretty much like any other platform that you've used along the Instagram Twitter line with a news feed. But on Clubhouse, it's not called a news feed. It's called the hallway. So if you think about the Clubhouse or the rooms being the individual places where you go to listen to content or participate in content, hallway is where you find those things. And that's where you're going to find people who are hosting rooms or rooms of interest, whatever that might be. If that's marketing, if that's entrepreneurship, if that's beekeeping as they're rolling out more and more topics on this platform, you can get as niche as you would 
would like to as you're going through the hallway. And my suggestion at this point, if you're just jumping in, follow some people and topics that you are absolutely interested in so that you can get the vibe of the room, pardon the pun, but you want to make sure you understand how people talk. They have their own language on Clubhouse. There are some acronyms uh, that they use that you probably want to get used to before you think about starting your own room. And once you do start your own room, it's much less of a show and much more a conversation. So like I said, be a voyeur for a bit, listen to some rooms, uh, see how moderators moderate, and we'll get into that in a second, Uh, see how panelists or speakers speak, and see how people kind of navigate through these places that you are interested in. So now let's talk about when you get into a room. You're in Clubhouse, you've set up your profile, now what do you do? When you're in a room itself, there's a number of things going on in there. First and foremost, you're going to enter into the room on mute as part of the audience or the listener. This is where you will be the person consuming the content and you end up on the bottom of the room. So as you scroll up and down on the app, you'll be in the bottom part because you're not actually speaking at this point. Once you get in, though, you can do a number of things. You can raise your hand if you have a question, or you can ask or request to speak, or in some of these rooms that aren't as moderated well as others, you can act out your favorite kindergarten Zoom classroom from all of these lockdowns and just unmute yourself and start talking. I don't recommend that one, but you can, in fact, do that. Now, in a room, there's a couple other people that are going to be in there. There are moderators. Their job is to keep the conversation going and keep the rooms, A, safe, and B, interesting. And there are speakers. Those are people who have been welcomed to the stage. And the upper part of the room, as you're scrolling on the app, that is called the stage. So when you're invited to speak, they're going to say things like, you're invited to the stage, or let me invite you to the stage, and then you'll start talking. And then when you are done talking, if you're asking a question or if you've requested to speak, they will turn you off essentially and put you back into the audience unless you're on a panel itself. And then you'll probably stay in the speaker role until the room itself is closed. Now that you've been in the app, it's time to start thinking about starting your own room. And you want to do that for a couple of reasons. One, the social aspect of the app itself. You want to get used to using it the way in which it was designed. And two, as you start rooms and interact in rooms and become somebody who is giving into that community, you will get more invites so you can invite more people. One word to the wise on the invites. One of the things that the experts in Clubhouse will tell you to do, and I think this is sound advice, is Send those invites out to people that you want to endorse because your name will be attached to their profile. So if you get invited by me to Clubhouse on the bottom of your profile, it will show Eric Hulkerin. And so I'm essentially vouching for you that you're coming in and you're going to do what you're supposed to do and be of value to whatever communities you're joining. So as you get those invites, invite people that you know will bring value and people that you would vouch for in the real world. All right, so you're starting your own room. There's a couple different types of rooms that you can start. The first one is called an open room, and this is a room that anybody can join. You title the room, whatever it is, you know, marketing in 2020, how to do influencer marketing, best way to start a YouTube channel, whatever you're going to label it, and it's open. Anyone can join it, and they will be put into the audience, and then you can bring them up or down as speakers as you would see fit, as you will be the admin slash moderator of that room. The second one is a social room. This is a room that is not open except to people you're already connected with. So as you connect with people on Clubhouse, you can start rooms for those people only. And then the third one 
is a closed room. And this is one that is obviously locked down. And when you start, it will just be you. And then you can invite whoever you like into that room or, or give access to whoever you would like into that room so you can control the room a little bit better. Uh, you will see this happen when people you invite join the platform. Uh, they call it walking them in. So when somebody you know joins because of you, they will ask you to walk them into Clubhouse by starting a room turning it from closed, which is what it will start as, to open and start inviting people in to introduce them to whomever has come into the room. From there, and I know this is sort of complicated, but once you jump into the app, it will make sense to you. From there, you've started a room. Now you can start a club. That's the name of the app, Clubhouse. In order to start a club, you need to have run three rooms first. And once you do that, you would say to Clubhouse, I would like to start a club for real estate agents, and this is why, and they will say yes or no. I would like to start a club for Dungeons and Dragons, and this is why, yes or no. I would like to start a club for marketing in 2021, and here's what I bring that's different than all the other clubs, and they would say yes or no. And when you've started a club, again, there's a number of levels in each of the clubs once you've got to that portion. First is founder, that's the person, you, who has created the club. Below that are the admins. These are the people that you've brought into the club who can start rooms, private or public, inside the club. So if you have a club for marketing, they can start topics, how to get better at Clubhouse, how to understand the differences on Facebook with iOS 14 and the Pixel implementations, those sorts of things. And then below that are members. These are people who have joined the club. They are part of your marketing club, your real estate club, your Dungeons and Dragons club. And then below that is followers. These are people who are following and they can just listen to the conversations. They can't actually do anything else other than be in the audience. Where a member, they can create private rooms in the club, not public rooms. So think of it that way. Founder starts the thing. Admin can do everything a founder can do except for have started the club. Members can create private rooms inside, but not public rooms inside the club. And then followers can listen to all the public rooms that happen inside that club. So that leads us to the next question. The question is, should I be on this and what can I do? The answer to the first one really depends on your level of curiosity. For me, as new things show up in the business, marketing, and advertising world, I become curious about them and like to go check them out. So I've been in Clubhouse for about 11 or 12 days because I want to see what's going on and I want to see how it can be used and for what purposes. So if, if that's how you're wired, this is a perfect opportunity for you to try and get into the beta and figure out what your brand could do or what you could do as a personal brand once you're inside Clubhouse and kind of have your sea legs about you. So what else can you do on this platform? So think about conferences. Where are the best conversations when you spend the $4,000 or $800 to go to a conference? They're typically not what's happening on stage. They're typically what happens in the hallway or the hotel rooms or other small gathering places. This is a great place for that sort of thing to happen from a conference perspective. So if you're still doing virtual conferences, as most of us are, and let's say you're using Zoom as opposed to any of the other conference apps where you can do breakout rooms, Clubhouse would be a fun place to do breakout rooms after whatever the virtual conference or the virtual session that you're doing. You could do breakout sessions or meetups inside of Clubhouse. 
networking in your industry. If you're new to an industry or want to learn about changes in an industry, this is a great place to connect with other professionals. So think about Clubhouse in one way as an audio version of LinkedIn. Now, if you're doing podcasting, there's a robust community of podcasters on Clubhouse because, like I said, it gives that live podcast feel. It's got less sheen on it than this thing that we're doing right now that has edits in it, intros and outros and those sorts of things. But they're also giving you information on how to grow your business, how to get more leads, how to get interviews if you're trying to figure out how to get guests onto your podcast. You can think about collaboration on projects. One of my uh, favorite things to do in the last let's say 10 or 11 days is going to the clubs that are based on videography or content creation and listen to people who work in Hollywood, listen to people who work for Pixar, listen to people who work for Marvel and how they create their art and what can you learn and then ask them questions as you're trying to get better at your craft. And then finally, as you're creating rooms and clubs, this is an excellent space for teaching. If you are somebody who wants to share your gift, this is an excellent way to do that. So if you want to do an audio-only version of, let's say, Skillshare, and you want to show people, or I should say, explain to people how to do something in an audio format, and you don't want to start a podcast, Clubhouse might be the perfect opportunity for you to jump in and start doing that. And then once you've done it enough, maybe you do want to get it recorded, because that's the one thing about Clubhouse that makes it different than most social mediums, and that is the ephemeral nature. These conversations are not recorded. In fact, it's a violation of the terms of use to record the conversations unless you get some sort of prior approval. And so once these conversations are done, they're done. So maybe you do a couple of these and you decide that this one was very good. This one was just okay. And this one is amazing. I want to record the amazing one and put it on another platform, a podcast hosting app, like an anchor or Podbean or one of those things, or maybe directly to YouTube or to Skillshare at that point. You could have worked some of that material out if you want to think about how a comedian works, where they do open mic nights to work on some of the jokes, or they do five-minute sets or six-minute sets to work on some of the jokes, and they put all of those things together to make an hour that shows up on Netflix. You could do the same sort of thing in Clubhouse. And in fact, one of my favorite things that happens on Clubhouse is in the meditation and wellness universe. There's a number of humans that aren't currently working in Audible, but probably should, who will read you stories for bedtime, which has been sort of fun to listen to that because it's another way that you're using audio in a very powerful manner. Now, will this be around this time next year? I can't tell you that. What I can tell you, though, is a lot of people are talking about this app and what it does do is put the stamp on how important audio is as far as marketing and understanding how consumers want to consume content. Audio is a huge part of that, and that's one of the reasons that Clubhouse has begun to take off, is the ephemeral nature of the conversations, they disappear once they're over, and that it's using the power of audio, the power of the voice to move content into people's ears, homes, cars, wherever you're listening to Clubhouse. So there you go. It's a 10 or 12 minute primer on what to expect once you get into Clubhouse. And when you do get into Clubhouse, I would love to connect with you. So let's do that. Next week on the Everything is Marketing podcast, we're going to be talking about CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, or that's what it used to be called. Well, CES is going to be virtual, and there's a number of amazing things that are happening in the virtual space next week, and we'll talk about all of it, and I cannot wait to share it with you as we figure out where is technology going in 2021, 2022, and 2023, and perhaps what's next for our industry. So until next week, 
I'm Eric Halkren, and this is the Everything is Marketing podcast.